0: Director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt.
1: One, two, why shamanism now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and I'd like to begin our proceedings here today by calling out to the Helping Spirits to be with us. So I call out first to your ancestral helping spirits and to mine. I call out to all of those who lived well and died well and bring all that is good and true and beautiful in our ancestral line to us as a great legacy to draw on. May we learn from those who have gone before us and let us reach beyond those human ancestors to those who have been here in this great web of life even longer. Those, Life force energies that manifest in great diversity around us in the plant world and the animal world and the bird world and the bug world and all the many realms that come together in the great elegant interweaving of the ecosystems, both on land and sea and air around this beautiful earth. To all those who have been here before they were humans and will be here long after, we call out to you to assist us in being the best possible manifestation of humans that we can be. Help us to resonate deeply with our own true nature and understand how to bring the blessing that we were dreamt up to be into full manifestation in our lives and to do so in a way that we bring forward what is needed for the next generations. And as these energies gather around us here today, let us gather ourselves from wherever we might be, at times scattered and distraction distracted in our everyday lives and draw our energy into our mind and focus with our next breath let's draw our energy into our heart and begin to feel and with the next breath let's draw our energy down into our belly to become truly embodied and reach our awareness out to the earth and take a moment to give gratitude for this day. Whatever day it is that you are listening to, give gratitude for all that is in your life that has brought you to this moment, for all that will be, and gratitude for this moment itself and your ability to breathe, to change, to transform, and to reach out to assist others in doing the same. As we reach down through the layers of the earth, letting our gratitude flow, let us reach all the way to the very center of the earth, giving our personal gratitudes in this day to connect deeply in the center of the earth, grounding ourselves, choosing to be here now in our lives, and reaching out to that energy that brings the wisdom of manifestation, how we can be here in form in a good way with all the many other things also in form, in their own form, in their own good way. We ask the energy of the earth to help us to understand connection and interconnection. And as we draw this earth energy up into our lives, into our bodies, may we begin to learn and feel open to receive replenishment, restoration, revitalization, We call these energies up, that energy that is before all things manifest here on earth. We call that in. we ask this energy to help us to understand how to come into right relationship with all those inner selves. Right relationship with all those other people here with us in the world. Right relationship with our physical environment and right relationship with the invisible world and all the many dimensions that are not seen and yet move through us. And are here with us. As we come into right relationship with all of these energies. May we come to understand. To sense. To have the inspiration of knowing our place in that great web of life. And from this sense of right relationship with ourselves and all other things. Let us reach up from our belly to our heart. Our heart to our mind. Up and out top of our head, into the sky above, out to the atmosphere and out into the cosmos. And let us reach for that highest power of the universe in whatever way we understand it. And as we connect into this divine radiant light, let us our see ourselves in it and see it in us. And to draw this energy down into our day, into our bodies, to bring into our lives blessings To bring into our lives protection, to bring in the inspiration and illumination and the benevolence of our universe. We call these energies in, drawing these energies down from above, connecting them all the way through ourselves and into the center of the earth. And as we bring these two great energies of earth and sky into alignment within ourselves, letting them connect and mix and merge. May the spirit of this great love of these two energies awaken the spirit of our own heart. Let that heart open up the great crucible of transformation that is within a human heart. Let us call up the fiery passions of our belly, draw down the crystal clarity of our mind, and let these energies mix and merge in that crucible of transformation to find for us that third and most sacred thing we each carry, which is the unique genius that heart memory of why we are here and may we find the courage in our hearts to do something in this day large or small to bring those unique gifts into the world so we give gratitude to all of the spirit help that we have in these efforts it is more than we can ever imagine even on our best day we give great, great gratitude. May what needs to be said be said here today, and what needs to be heard be heard, and may these proceedings go forward in a way that is good for all living things. I give gratitude to all of you human beings who generously support Why Shamanism Now, both financially and through your actions in the world. We had a little bit of a slow start today, so I'm going to move along here, but no. Nonetheless, that we are deeply grateful for all that you do to keep the show alive on the air, to keep it available to people who can access the archives uh, via the internet around the world. And for this, this group effort, I am deeply grateful. I want to give thanks today to our guest, Sandra Ingerman. Thank you for being with us yet again, Sandy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's always a pleasure, Christine. So I'm really excited, everybody, today because Sandy has a new book, and that's what we're talking about today, and it (laughs) is called The Book of Ceremony. For those of you that don't know, Sandy is an author, teacher, and licensed therapist who is recognized internationally for addressing the needs of our times directly by bridging ancient cross-cultural healing methods into our modern culture. She teaches workshops around the world and online, on Shamanism and Environmental Sustainability. Her many excellent books include Soul Retrieval, Mending the Fragmented Self, Shamanic Journeying, and Walk in Light. And she has many, many resources. You can explore in various media forms um, at sandraingerman.com, S-A-N-D-R-A-I-N-G-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find, uh, she also, I don't know, Curates um, a great resource for shamanic teachers and practitioners at shamanicteachers.com. Some people don't know about that piece, and I think that's important as well. And there are seven other shows with Sandy in the archives at Why Shamanism Now. So um, such a prolific life, Sandy. Thank you for all the many resources and all of your teaching.
0: Thanks, Christina, and yeah. you provide a lot of resources out there yourself, so
1: <laughs>
0: we're in good company.
1: <laughs> thank you. So I'm excited about your new book, such a beautiful cover. Um, for oh, those you. of you who haven't seen it yet, I don't know, it's all over my Facebook feed, so <laughs> Every, everybody's talking about it, which is really great. So the book, Book of Ceremonies, Shamanic Wisdom for Invoking the Sacred in Everyday Life. So let's just start with... What inspired you to bring this book forward at this time?
0: Well, um, for me, uh, ceremony has been an amazing way um, to heal my own life from a lot of the traumas and abuses that I experienced, and it's such a beautiful way to um, take people into sacred space uh, where We can feel more centered and grounded, especially in times that are so destabilizing um, like we're in right now. And there's such an ancient field, you know, that we step into when we um, perform ceremonial work. It just felt like this was the time (laughs) for people Mm -hmm. to really start to embrace you know, the power of this work and what happens when you move out of your rational mind and your small self and all the fears and angers and worries and you step step into a collective of, you know, the elements are billions of years old, the helping spirits and ancestors are tens of thousands of years old. And they're all here to support us in doing our ceremonial work. And so at a time where people feel powerless and alone, how could you feel alone when you have this field to step into and where you can communicate and receive guidance and to ask for what you want? And so I felt that this was a perfect time to give people a way, um, a healthy way, to express and work through everything that's happening during this uh, incredible initiation that we're all going through right now on planet Earth. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's a global initiation. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Okay, so for... You know, people that might be tuning in in the very beginning of their journey, let's take a moment and just, why don't you just share what what you mean when you're talking about ceremony? Well, in, in shamanism, every single practice
0: that exists is a ceremony. So for people who listen to the show um, and who perform shamanic journeying, from a, a shamanic point of view, a shamanic journey is actually a ceremony, um, because in in cross-cultural um, uh, locations, Basically, there was a lot of singing and dancing and preparation and calling in the spirits and and leaving offerings before a journey happened. And then there was the ceremony of doing the drumming and dancing and chanting one's way into the unseen realms. And then there was the return with healing energies or information that was going to inspire the community. And then there was the closing. So that's a perfect definition of a ceremony. And so everybody who's practicing shamanic journeying already knows what a ceremony is. Um, you know, if you're doing it in 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 the real format of preparation work and the journey and what you're bringing back and the return and and the gratitude. But ceremonies have also been used for tens of thousands of years around the world to honor changes and transformations. And so ceremonies were performed when um, a child was born. The community would gather together and bring offerings and greet the helping and, you know, provide some beautiful action that welcome the baby into the world. And the same is true with death and honorable closure. Um, Ceremonies have been... Uh, Performed to honor death, any change, any rites of passage, uh, sacred marriages, um, divorce, um, honoring nature, um, doing ceremonies to deal with the devastation uh, happening in communities right now, from environmental and terrorist and all kinds of uh, political traumas and how we um, honor the change in seasons and the moon and the cycles and how we step into the flow of life is through ceremony and ceremony has been used to release pain and anger and to heal problems within a community and to ask for blessings, that there be enough food, be enough water, you know, so on, and um, uh, healing land after a trauma. So um, there's so many places that ceremony was used, and it was a way to mark that a big change a transition had happened and ceremony was used to either bless um, that change or to ask
1: for balance to be restored great so within that what would you say would be your your most just to kind of give people a sense of scale here your your most um simple impromptu ceremony that you feel like you've ever done?
0: Well, the absolute simplest ceremony, and you wouldn't believe how well it works, um, is while you're taking a walk out in nature, let's say you focus on um, a relationship. It really needs to change. Um, This isn't a healthy relationship for you. You need to cut the cords that are binding the two of you together to this unhealthy state and you take a walk in nature and you find a stick and you ask for support of the helping spirits and you stand up and you say out loud it is time for me to get honorable closure with this person And break this relationship, break what anchors us. And as you break the stick, energetically, you break the binds that connect the two of you. And then you thank the helping spirits for their support. And that's a beautiful, simple ceremony. And simple ceremonies can have as much power as long-involved ceremonies do because ceremony, the power of ceremony is how much intention are you bringing in, into it, how much concentration, how much focus are you bringing to it. And when you do something as simple as that, think about how much intention you can put into breaking that stick to, uh, become free from a relationship that's binding you in a really unhealthy way and causing you pain in your life. So that's really simple. And just another really brief one is, um, you can simply write down on a piece of paper, something that you would like to release or something that you would like to call into your life and burn it in, um, a little bowl, um, where you burn some sacred herbs that allow the paper to burn up. And I get so much feedback from my students who work with those two simple ceremonies of the change that comes about in their life and the freedom that they feel after doing something like that.
1: I think that part of what's missing for contemporary people is certainly not the need to make change happen. (laughs) But, but more the understanding of the language by which we can get spirits help and, I, and I, I feel like that's part of what you're saying is is that ceremony is a means by which we clarify that communication with like focusing of that intention breaking that stick is saying, I want help with this now <laughs> please. <laughs> Um, you know versus just what's usually going on in our minds which is pretty um, chaotic Mm -hmm. around stuff and so this is you know these are beautiful examples where we just take they're not long they're not involved but just taking that moment to really focus our intention on what we're wanting to create and deliver a clear message and then spirit can can come to bear in our life and help to make that happen.
0: Right. And, and I think as we're talking about, you know, what we need in in this culture, it really, the question that's really been coming up for me recently, and I get downloads like all of us do. And my downloads last for a long time, meaning uh, when I get a download of a message, Um, I stick with it for a long time and and take it as deep as I can within me and share it um, publicly and see where people take this to. And there is so much chaos and there is so much distraction going on. But um, when we can let go of our small self and our ego, and, and that's why the... The preparation part of ceremony is so key because otherwise we're just bringing all of our chaos with us as we step into sacred space. And then we end up with results, you know, that just mirror back that chaos. And again, so I've been working with myself with really um, imagining the collective of spirits. Um, you know, the ancestors throughout history who have watched the earth go through every change that we're going through right now. And in shamanic work, all shamans work with the elements. They have to because they, they know that we are the elements. We're not different from the elements. And that if you have harmony with the elements, you have a better chance of survival and Finding food sources and not having so many um, climatic um, disasters, and so in shamanic communities, you can you really see how shamans step into a really ancient collective. N- nothing that you know we have really experienced in in the tangible realms here. You know they really take their time to let go of their small self and to move into a place where they're in contact with their own divine. And through their own divine, that's where they can set up a relationship. And as you said in your invocation, so gracefully, right relationship, right relationship with this ancient collective of ancestral spirits and elements who really want to help us. But in the West, how do we approach that? You know, because everybody just wants to step into ceremony and get it done as fast as they can because they have someplace else they need to be or something else they need to be doing. And um, does that compromise the power of our work? Is the approach even more critical than what we actually do in the ceremony itself.
1: Yeah, then that was kind of where I wanted to go next because you've talked about the actual effectiveness of simple ceremony, but what does happen, right, when we take the time to prepare, when we do connect with others. So I was wondering if you could share with us maybe, one of the more complex uh, ceremonies that you have done, just to share a story of kind of how big it can be.
0: Well, um, let's see. Recently I did a very complex ceremony with um, an online group I was working with, and I felt a little uh, bad because we had some beginners coming in and we had some practitioners who've been practicing for a really long time, but I just really felt that I wanted to address this issue, and I wanted to address, um, I, I like to, you know, approach big things with groups of people, and working virtually online is a wonderful way to bring a global community together to create some exponential results from doing ceremonial work. And so I wanted us to really um, address the shadow forces um, that were uh, going on, not just in the planet, but in the field of shamanism itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the field of shamanism has always been quite divisive. And, you know, we really need unity right now. And so... I uh we did you know our preparation work and stated the intention and we all gathered we walked through nature together down to the primal sea which is billions of years old and talked to the primal sea and asked for messages in her ancient songs and then we got on one giant spirit boat together And we started uh, going through with the help of our helping spirits and ancestor, helping ancestor spirits that we worked with, going through and dismembering the whole entire shadow history of shamanism um you know really uh having each person working with their helping spirits to in the boat really going in and dismembering seeing the shadow states dissolving and then um we continued uh the journey with uh sharing blessings of prayers. We were um, staying in the boat and traveling around the world um, sending rose petals into the air with prayers and offerings all over the world. And, you know, it was a a quite powerful ceremony to, as a group, be willing to face the shadow together and to work on working with dissolving it, which, of course, is a ceremony that needs to happen over time. Um, We oftentimes have unrealistic expectations of how Mm -hmm. fast the ceremony can work and then to travel around um, the land giving blessings and to be able to speak to the sea. And so the thing is, is when you do a ceremony that has different parts to it, what I wrote about in the book of Ceremony is that for people who aren't used to doing a lot of ceremonial work, they lose their focus really easily. I mean, they don't know what step is coming next, and then they often get confused and don't know what's happening. And that is that is what you don't want happening in a ceremony. You really want everybody staying focused. So it's really important for the ceremonial leader to bring the group together. And if you have a group uh, that has different religious Um, beliefs, instead of talking about helping spirits, we can all talk about call in the helping beings who you work with in your own religious practice. And this is how the ceremony is going to go. These are the steps. And I will state the intention at every change of the ceremony. This way you keep everybody working together um, so that the field stays strong, if that makes sense.
1: hmm Yeah. So how'd it go? doing well i
0: think i think it went really well i think the group liked it um again that's work that needs to continue to happen over time and you know that's the power of ceremonial work is you hear about a ceremony that was done for healing and instead of copying it um you make it your own because that's where the power is to bring in Uh, your own unique way of working with this. And so if you hear me talking about um, bringing a group together to uh, travel on a spirit boat together to go in with the help of helping compassionate spirits um, to start to dissolve some negative energies that are in our collective field, then hopefully that will inspire you who are listening to bring together a group of friends and go, oh, let's see, we can decorate our space like this, and we can play this music during the ceremony. and we can change the intention just a little bit of um, let's do ceremony to clear the field of what's happening in our own community. Um, And so, you know, that's how ceremonial work keeps going deeper, is as people today get inspired. Um, One of my students wrote me that she found that when she does her daily activities, she just kind of feels like she's slogging through life. And she brought more ceremonial work into doing all of her activities of calling in the spirits and listening to the ancestral songs. And she found that all of a sudden, every activity that she did in life took on a whole different meaning. And I have students who... um learned about creating prayer trees for me, which I write about in the book. And some of them have created prayer trees and parks in their local communities. And they leave um, signs by the tree, uh, tie this ribbon very loosely around the branch with a prayer that you have. Um, And I have a student who uh, goes through the streets blowing bubbles of prayers for the whole entire earth, and people stop her and ask her what they're doing, and before you know it, they want to blow, bu- blow bubbles of prayers, in, you know, into the wind. And so performing ceremonies can become contagious when we start to bring them into our communities and when we start to bring in our unique elements um, to how you want to work with the ceremony, then you make it your, your own. And when you make it your own, then you're not performing it in a rote way and in our culture, we perform a lot of ceremonies in a rote way. And, you know, they don't really have a lot of meaning um, anymore.
1: So with that said, you brought up unrealistic expectations. So what, what's your like top? top hit parade list (laughs) for people's (laughs) unrealistic uh, expectations in ceremony, just so people can kind of check themselves sooner rather than later and and dive in.
0: (laughs) Well, one of the things that I've recently started writing about and sharing is we have to understand that in the Western world, we mark time by clocks and calendars. But um, in indigenous cultures, uh, time was marked in a very different way. It was marked with the changes of light, with the uh, changes in the constellation, the lunar phases, um, the seasonal um, phases. And so people had a bigger picture about death and rebirth and and phases of life because they were so engaged um, with the phases of life. And so it it wasn't like a very small picture. You know, they could see a vastness um, to the universe by honoring um, all these different changes in time. In our culture, we see everything in such a limited uh, time span because we're looking with our eyes of ego, we're looking with our eyes of personality, and so we want to see the change now, but our small self doesn't have the vastness of the picture, and so... When we say we want this now, oftentimes we're not asking for the right thing because the timing isn't correct to bring this particular intention to fruition. And so in shamanic cultures, it was understood you do your ceremonial work and you repeat your ceremonial work. You know, we tend to do things once and then go, well, I did it, and that's done. Um, But with guidance, repeating ceremonial work as needed, and in shamanic cultures, the timing was trusted, because when you're looking through the eyes of spirit, you understand that there's a vastness to the universe, and there's a vastness to time that is... um, artificial in the Western world because we're watching the second hand and we're watching the calendar. And that's not a, that's not a real gaze into the universe. That's such a tiny, tiny opening into the universe when you're looking at um,
1: today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Let's shift and and talk about the book itself i know I know that in the book you're very clear about you know how you you reader could use the book in a very you know, literal step by step way but in in more this question is more like the overall picture of how are you sandy hoping people you know will use the book like in the in the big sense of what could happen if they really read the book and went oh yeah i can do this like what what could happen if we did that
0: well what i did in in the book of ceremony was i did i have 35 years of leading ceremonies and performing ceremonies myself And as one of my friends who endorsed the book said, he said, I can't believe you got every single detail of how to perform a ceremony into this book. Mm -hmm. And I did. I really, really worked, um, you know, from a place of going back into ceremonial work. And what is it? You know, what are the steps that really need to be taken? And how do you create sacred space And then kind of the second half of the book, I didn't do it mathematically, but it feels like to me, the second half of the book, I give examples of um, students and friends of uh, performing their own ceremonies for, you know, every different um, um, reason that I started the show with, you know, giving different examples of how to work with ceremonies. And so by me not sharing my own ceremonies, but showing how people design their own personal story to bring back the soul of an office that didn't feel good to a person, to bless a garden, to bless a new apartment that one of my clients was moving into, Um, I, I want people to be inspired of, wow, you know, I can bring a lot of meaning into my life by going into my house and going through my house and honoring the spirit of my house and honoring the spirit of my apartment and feeling a different kind of energy or um, I took a walk and I saw all these trees were taken down and I feel so terrible but I don't know what to do. But now, instead, I read about a ceremony where I can do a blessing ceremony to thank the trees who grace this earth with and to do a ceremony to send them home in a graceful way. So I actually feel like instead of just watching with sad eyes, I could engage in something to honor the relationship of all these trees that died So I hope that gives some examples of, you know, I'm hoping that people start to see different ways because I don't think people understand all the different ways that ceremonies can be used to create a healthy environment where you work, where you live, um, to create healthy relationships, to move into more respectful relationship with nature. And all these things bring healing into our lives, but they also bring meaning into our lives. And I find that I feel more solid and peaceful and calm uh, when I do ceremonial work, even when I'm really triggered. So what I'm hoping is people get excited about all the variety of ceremonies and how easy it is. To um, integrate it into our daily lives for many different reasons. And then, uh, after people feel comfortable performing a ceremony on their own, I'm hoping that they'll start to bring friends into some of the ceremonies I suggest and maybe even talk about it at work one day and a lot of my students are bringing it into schools and working with kids and um, we can really affect our community in a very positive way. And so I'm hoping that everybody feels more empowered by doing their own personal ceremonies, but I hope that at some point people will feel the courage to bring it to their friends, loved ones,
1: and communities. I'm just enjoying the vision. <laughs> Losing track of my job here. Um. Well,
0: you know, I'm getting so much feedback, you know, because I teach ceremonial work in all my classes. And I have files of what people are doing and how their communities are in love with the work and how their students are in love with the work and their clients. And so it's not like I wrote a book and I'm waiting to see the results. I've been doing this for 35 years, and I saw the results and wrote the book from the results
1: yeah i i know that you know part of my own personal experience and i see it with others is there's so much fear up front that if i start doing these weird things there's going to be all this negative backlash and it, it just doesn't happen <laughs> it's like people mm-hmm. are so hungry starving thirsty whatever the word is for this kind of work and somebody just Putting out a possibility for how it could happen, that I find that big fear ball around. Oh my God, what's going to happen when I'm even more of a weirdo? You know, it it just isn't doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, well, like for example, in the book, I, I adapted a ceremony that some really brilliant shamanic teachers did after the fires in California. And they brought together their community, and they, you know, did an invocation that honored everybody present. Your invocations, again, don't have to talk about helping spirits. Um, They can bring in angels and religious figures and helping spirits if the group wants. And they had people in a sacred way be able to go around the room and talk about what happened to them and losing their house in the fire and actually um, my students created a a scenario to talk to the fire itself and to um, have a way to communicate and be in relationship with the fire that just took their homes and the firemen spoke, and and then there was some drumming, and then there was some gift-giving of support, you know, of each community member. You know, these things heal communities when you create that kind of space for people to come over and um, to share, you know, the hurt from so much loss that's happening in their life or to come together to pray for the goodness of life um, for their community. And I really believe, although I love performing these global virtual ceremonies, I really believe that the next evolution of shamanism is really going to be where shamanism is practiced in local communities and um, Communities come together and do ceremony together and get guidance together and support each other in really deep ways. And this is what really needs to happen is we need to create stronger communities and ceremonies if Again, and I go through this in the book really well of how to work with languaging to not make it seem too weird Um, and how to welcome people into the circle. So they're not uh, standing back, but they're engaging in the ceremony because you don't want people just staring at you in your community while you're leading a ceremony either. So, um, you know there's a, there's a lot uh, to bring through but when you put it all together it's it's actually quite simple to bring a community together and light a fire if it's appropriate and have everybody write a wish down for their community members and to put it in the fire that's not
1: weird <laughs> you know <laughs> people would love to do that <laughs> um Are there any particular, in thinking of the steps, like sort of the steps that are necessary and that are shared in the book, are there any particular steps that you feel, I don't know, maybe we as contemporary people tend to be blind to or forget just as a tendency?
0: Yeah, um, again, preparation. Uh, To me, the biggest issue I see in the Western world is how we approach um, the spirits, um, you know, we really don't take the time to honor the sacred field that we're stepping into. And I think that makes a difference in the results of the ceremonies. You know, you, you rush into um you don't have time, um, whatever's happening, you know, that's how much power your ceremony has. And so the preparation work for me is really key. And it's also a way of moving into right relationship with nature and, and the spirit that lives in all things, meaning every species that's alive on the planet and the ancestors and the elements. That preparation is where you step into right relationship with the web of life. And so you're working from a sacred space and not allowing people to get too distracted during a ceremony It's amazing how many people start checking their cell phones during a ceremony. Um, Talking about that beforehand and asking people to really focus on the intention, um, you know, is, is really important. So getting people to focus on the intention is really important. And to remember to give gratitude at the end you know, for all the support and all the help that you've received and to feel physically in your body how you feel changed because if you perform a powerful ceremony without having to wait for the results, you should feel changed by doing the work itself.
1: Beautiful. So, Sandy, just... The uh, blah, blah. <laughs> this hearing in the United States here with this potential appointee to the Supreme Court, which for those of you that are not U.S. citizens, the 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 fundamental big issue here is it's a lifetime appointment. For those of you that don't understand this, <laughs> this this part of why this issue is becoming kind of a lightning rod, I think. Anyway, there are many, many, many energetic aspects to this big kettle of fish but I was wondering if you could share an example of how we might tend to some part of it um, ceremonially. Yeah, and,
0: you know, that's a very big uh, question and a very, very important question to address because with ceremonial work, and I need to say this is true with all spiritual work, Um, we really step into a magical uh, field. And so we have to be careful about where we walk with the lines of manipulation um, versus uh, trusting the bigger picture that the small self can't see at this particular time. And so um, when um, President Trump Was elected, I remember seeing on Facebook some calls out to create some cursing practices, um, you know, for people in the government who people had an issue with. And that's not where the evolution of shamanism needs to go to. Um, We're evolving. We're moving the work into understanding about unity and and about a bigger picture and about stepping out of the small self and our ego and personality. And so I just want to caution people that, yes, the result of this is going to be life-changing. I mean, I, I, I'm stuck. I can't. I can't come up with words to uh, express my feelings about the result of what can happen here. Um, but we also have to be very careful about not moving into ceremonial work from the small self, just looking at it the eyes of ego. And so, um, performing ceremonies where you're stepping in again. Remember who's supporting you. Gaia, 4.6 billion years old, the wind, first living being ever on the planet, here before anything else. Think of how old that being is when it comes and brushes your hair and kisses your cheek. Think about the support that you have right now. The primordial sea is billions of years old, the beings that shine in the sky, the constellation, the moon, the sun, how old are, are they? So think about this is the field you're stepping into. You're stepping into immense support. And call in the ancestral spirits, the helping, compassionate, light-filled ancestral spirits who went through things like this before in history. There isn't anything we're experiencing in history Uh, experiencing now that hasn't been experienced in history before, call in those beings who know how to look at the bigger picture and who can give guidance on your ceremonial work and create a ceremony using one of the elements, um, fire or um, creating a little boat out of organic materials to set off into the water, or the sea, um, blowing bubbles into the wind, burying um, stones in the earth. These are a lot of my releasing ceremonies that I share again and again and again. But ask for what's for the highest good as you start to pray and work with the elements in understanding that we're really looking out of eyes that are just not seeing the entire um, picture. So working in right relationship with the spirits of what are good intentions to ask for right now. And if you don't have a relationship with the helping spirits, perform a ceremony and ask for what's for the highest good, what's ethical what's just um, to show itself
1: mm, beautiful so Sandy is there anything else um, about a book of ceremony that you would like to share that we haven't quite gotten to today
0: well I guess um, I want to encourage people to bring children uh, children mm-hmm. are such amazing beings when you bring them into um, ceremonial work because they will design the perfect ceremony they'll um they'll create the decorations they'll tell you what to wear they'll bring through the intentions and the gifts for the spirits and everybody who shows up so and children really need that kind of spiritual foundation right now because just like ceremonial work brings us into a solid spiritual calm peaceful centered place know our children need this too and I just really want to say that when we step into um, the frequency and the vibration wherein we where we're in right relationships with the compassionate spirits through ceremonial work we can keep traveling back and forth through the the healing ceremonies we perform between the dimensions of the unseen realms where we keep building bridges of healing energies that can flood into this current collective. So any ceremony that you personally perform, whether it's breaking a stick or, 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 um, you know, a more um, involved ceremony, you're still going back and forth between the worlds, bringing... Uh, healing energies back into the collective and so the more people who start to work in this way the more we're building these incredible bridges where healing energies can start to flood through from the unseen realms so i'd just like to share that because that's very exciting to me
1: well and i think uh, sometimes with contemporary people, there's not such a clear understanding that we, we co-create those healing bridges with spirit, that it, it, it isn't exactly something we can just ask for spirit to do and then go on about our day, that there's something about being in it together that builds it in a different way.
0: I yeah, when we perform ceremonies, we take an action.
1: Speaking of the magic of children, <laughs> a rumor that you yeah. have yet another book right now. <laughs> and this one is called Hidden Worlds. Is that right? Yeah,
0: it's the Hidden Worlds. And I co-wrote it with Catherine Wood. And um, it's a fiction uh, for young adults, children and young adults. And it's a fiction story about How children in a dream state meet up with uh, their power animals and their power animals help them get through school and challenges and give them guidance but then come into this adventure where a river was polluted by a factory and the kids work in partnership with their power animals to bring this to public knowledge. And um, so it's a really sweet book and um, very inspiring to children. Um, So if you have children or grandchildren out there, it would be a beautiful book to share with them.
1: So would you be willing to come back to the show and talk a little bit more about that book and just about shamanism with children?
0: Absolutely. I love working with children. It's my favorite thing to do is to teach people how how to teach children how to journey and how to do ceremonies and and all that's available to them through the world of spirit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that would be beautiful. It is it's a it's one of the things I get a lot of requests for from radio show listeners because I think mm. there is certainly a large group of listeners that are parents and that's the reason they can't get to workshops and can't go do what they're doing what they want to do personally because they have a responsibility to their kids and to be there. And um, I think it's a it's a constant request that I feel I really have there's just so much that we could share around that. So we'll Absolutely. Yeah. so listeners, Sandy and I'll get that sorted out and we'll be back to speak uh, <laughs> even more deeply about that topic. All right, so everyone, the book of ceremony is available now. Uh, Shamanic Wisdom for Invoking the Sacred in Everyday Life by Sandra Ingerman. And um, I invite you all, not only obviously to go purchase the book and to use it heartily with yourself and with others, but um, in doing so, give Sandy feedback about what you've created and what it works. As she said, it's not like she's not getting feedback, but... That whole circle of information matters. It helps us learn and grow. And as Sandy said here at the very end of the show, we are, in spite of all the divisiveness within shamanism itself, we are evolving this form. We meaning humanity. We are evolving this form towards unity towards same old problems humans have always had, but trying to find a way to step into relationship with spirit, that there is a resolution for people that embraces diversity, that invites everybody in and allows us to move forward, not just humans, but the natural world. It's a big deal. And so we need to know. We need to know how things worked, what didn't work, because we're all Learning. I don't know if you would say that differently, Sandy. I think he said
0: that with incredible amount of grace. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> so go forth, create ceremony based on the wonderful, clear practices, uh, steps laid out here in this book, and then let us know how it goes. And go forth and do even more ceremony. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's it's great. I mean, I I can't tell you how much I love performing ceremonies, and I know that you will too. And so, thank you, everybody, for being willing to find the courage to perform your first ceremony. If you haven't done it yet, you'll you'll really appreciate it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Sandy. Um, yeah. So, thanks, Christina. Yeah. So you can reach out uh, to get. Multiple resources of wonderfulness from Sandra Ingerman at Sandra Ingerman, S A N D R A I N G E R M A N dot com. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you. And we give gratitude to the helping spirits for gathering around us here today. We give gratitude to all of the people and all of the spirits who participated in any ceremony, large or small over the last 35 years, (laughs) that contributed to the enormous gathering and organizing and offering of wisdom that is in this book, the Book of Ceremony. We are grateful for the earth below, to the sky above, and to the heart here in the center that connects us all to this great web of life. Thank you, everyone, and have a good week.